Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Heard weekly around the world. You can follow DIY Money on Facebook. Join the DIY tribe on Instagram at DIY.money and search DIY Money on YouTube. DIY. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel, we have surpassed 500 tribal members. Oh my goodness. Tribal members. <laughs> you guys getting tattoos? Yeah. I'm not in this club. Yes, we are. It's uh we we have a ritual uh trust falls at the first annual tribal event. Uh it's awesome. Wow, is all I can say. So, but here was the funny thing. Yesterday we were approaching, well, we were at 499. Ooh. So I jumped on and I said, okay, tribe, we're about to be at 500. What should we do for the 500th person? Many people suggested you dancing for them. A video of you welcoming, welcoming them to dance. <laughs> you are, you're living in infamy over in the tribe. What dance were they? The Carlton? No, or like the funky well, the chicken? Instagram or? dance. Whatever you did on the Insta. That, that's what, it's what that is was... going down in, in infamy. I'm telling My wife you right wasn't now. sure if that was classified as dancing or if it was Whatever. like... But anyway, Electrocution. Well, so, I mean, I had this great idea, and I still do. I'm going to... It, it, but it'll be the 501st or second because here's what happened, right? So I'm waiting anxiously for the next one. I mean, I'm refresh F5, F5, F5. I mean, I'm getting it's like anybody. a scene in the social network movie. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm waiting patiently for the next member who's the 500th member, and I'm going to be like, boom, you're the 500th member. We want to bring you on the show. We want to talk to you. We want to answer your question live. We're going to send you a gift basket. Somebody suggested putting some of your funky coffee in there, sending them a book. All these were great ideas. And so then this morning I get up. We're at 500 members, and I have no member requests. How'd you do that? No, here's how it happened. And, and somebody came clean, and I really appreciated that. Someone invited somebody else. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Dum, dum, dum. So I said, wait a second. We're at 500. We have no new guest in or no new request. And some guy was like, yeah, I invited my wife. Wink, wink. I was like, no, that doesn't cut it. So there's like a side door to the tribe. People Apparently. People like, hey, yeah, everybody if you, in. If you know somebody in the tribe, you're in the tribe. <laughs> yeah. I got to shut that down. I'm going to shut that lock down. Lock the doors. I'm going to lock that. Lock the doors. Anyways, so join the tribe. And maybe well, by the time this airs, we'll be we'll be well over there. We'll be into the five hundred fives. Anyways, it's an exciting it's not uh, a Levi five hundred five. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know honestly. I was no just clue. listening to Business Wars podcast about oh, Levi versus Lee Jeans. Oh yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the question of the day, shall we? This comes from. I've asked you three times her name, and I forgot it again. Cindy. Cindy. Okay, this is a good question. Rose to the top of the pile. Cindy, what do you got? Three, two, one. Let's go. Hi, guys. My name is Cindy. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a fairly new listener and have been enjoying the podcast. I currently live in an 1,800-square-foot, four-bed, three-bath home. I've been in my home 17 years. My husband and I have consumer debt, an equity loan, and a mortgage totaling 200000 our income is roughly 135000 a year. We live with our three children. The two oldest are in the process of moving. 
and our youngest is a senior in high school who is planning to dorm. My question is, should we sell and downsize? Selling would allow us to pay off all our debts and possibly buy something cash. I'm excited about selling high, but nervous about buying high. Thank you. Mm, this is good. Very, very good. Yeah? Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on this. You didn't do your usual New York accent. New York. New York City! She's she's New York. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And, but four bedroom, three bath. Brooklyn area, maybe? You think? Well, yeah, not Manhattan. Well, <laughs> She's yeah. not calling it a DIY money, selling a four-bedroom, three-bath house. She's calling Jewel Financial. Yes. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I mean, definitely one of the outside boroughs. Uh, and my guess is, I mean, 200000 in mortgage and consumer debt. I don't know. I mean, I know the real estate prices have come in a little bit. Not much, but, I mean, you're talking, mm-hmm. you're talking big bucks. What's the outside boroughs? Well, Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, is sure. one of the boroughs. So basically, any of the other five or four outside okay. of there—Queens, Long Island, you know, Staten Island, etc. Not everyone's from New York. Well, I'm not from the, the city either, but yes, okay, but you're close so, enough. Yeah, so Manhattan Island is yeah. in the center, and that's one of the boroughs, and then the others are around it. Gotcha. There you go. So anything that's not. Wall Street, Manhattan. Yeah, and I don't even. I think boroughs. I made that up. Outside <laughs> boroughs, because like Queens is attached to Manhattan. Okay, so it's not really an island. But whereas Long Island first, is outside, outside and Staten Island. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's a thing. It's a thing now. It's a thing now for me. It's an outside borough. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. So a uh, couple moving pieces here, but it sounds like the main question is. Uh, is it wise to downsize and be debt-free? And that seems like a pretty darn good option, especially when you threw in there at the end, like, we may be able to buy it in cash. That's what I'm saying. Not just debt-free, but, like, totally, totally debt-free, which is pretty awesome, I guess. Uh, The one, it sounded like the only hesitation that, that you had here, Cindy, was we might be selling high, but then buying high. But you're already in the game. So, like, once somebody's in the real estate game, you're just really swapping out. And you're going from, uh, you know, selling something larger to downsizing. So it works in your favor because then you turn around and pay off all this debt. So that's fantastic. When our family sold our, you know, starter house because our family started to grow, and then we looked at the prospects of buying into a rise, we were flip-flopped. So we sold uh, a less expensive house in hopes of buying a more, you know, expanding and the math didn't work as much in our favor. So we're taking time and renting and, and building up to where we want to be. Uh, Cindy, you're the opposite. You have a chance to downsize, get rid of debt, be in a pretty good situation. I would say the the only thing that we don't know about is, you know, what is the rest of your financial picture look like? How's retirement savings on that go? But I, it would seem like if you are getting rid of all of your debt payments and you have gotten on the DIY money plan and you're sticking to a budget and you're tracking and you're putting money away for retirement, et cetera, uh, it seems like those would be good things as long as you're not replacing that debt after you downsize with more consumer debt and things like that. As long as you're going down a road of savings and so forth, and now you've just freed up a bajillion dollars in, in debt payments... I would That's also add one thing. I mean, if you're thinking about these life changes, and maybe this is dead on arrival, but I mean, if you have one last child at home who's going to leave soon, 
Uh, I think she said that, right? There was one one last one. There's a senior yeah, or something. Yeah, kind of dorm. So, and you're thinking about downsizing. Is a potential move in the equation? I mean, could could you actually relocate out of New York as well? The outer, outer boroughs. Well, yeah, like outer Lexington, states. Lexington, Kentucky. Well, no, here's why I say that. And, yeah. and I, I guarantee it's crossed their mind. But maybe mm-hmm. there's family. Maybe there's so many ties there that it's just not even. I know how entrenched you know New Yorkers are. And there just doesn't matter. Taxes could go to 70%. And they'd still be like, oh, it's still New York. I love it. Sure. Um, but the reality is, is that you could unlock that value. You could move to a different state, even if you looked at Jersey. I mean, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, you know, someplace like that where you uh, can can even have a greater value of home, completely be out of debt and, you know, pursue or or be a step of the head of the game from a. Uh, from a retirement standpoint, I mean, we're we're seeing this seismic shift in in our country right now, where uh, maybe your job can be remote, maybe it can't. There's a slew that can. Um, joint income, hundred and thirty-five thousand a year. So again, it's not like you're saying, "Oh, we're each leaving two hundred thousand dollar a year jobs that we have in Midtown Manhattan, or you know, only can do in a big city." So, I mean, I'd throw another curveball in there and say, "Have you considered liquidating this, taking the taking the incredible uh, price that you're going to get for your property, paying off your debt, moving, downsizing to another area where cost of living is incredibly lower, and now you're even much better off, you know? And again, that might be dead on arrival, so if that's not a potential, okay. If it is, you know, I'd be all for that as well. Uh, but I'm I'm with Daniel here. I don't see the do- I don't see the downside in downsizing taking out those payments avoiding it altogether the only thing i'd be curious about i know you were you're renting because you're upsizing you're mm-hmm. going to a larger home would you ever suggest that that now with rental rates coming in in the city that's for sure i mean they're still outlandish it's still crazy but would you ever say downsize, maybe rent for a year or two and see what happens to real estate prices. If anything, in New York, though, we're seeing a softening here, and then we're probably going to see a rise real, real quickly. Sure. But yeah, what I mean, would you say re- regarding that? Yeah, there's benefits to that. Uh, it really depends on your your personal situation. But if you can do the math, I mean, there's some math that goes into, should I rent or should I buy? Some of it's location. But the math that we did as a family when we looked to rent a house is we sort of turned the the landlord's rule, the 1% rule, kind of on the buyer side. And so we said, well, if we can rent a property and it's less than 1% of what we could buy it for... That's that, a win. That's a win. Because a landlord wants to buy a property and get 1% or more on a monthly basis for the rent. So and basically, so, if somebody has a $250,000 property, they're trying mm-hmm. to get $2,500 a month in rent. That would exactly. be a good equation for them for a rental real estate. If you can rent that cheaper, let's say $1,500, you're winning. That's the way you're looking at that. Ma- I mean, in theory, yeah. yeah. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with property prices and stuff. Taking yourself out of the market might mean that, you know, let's say uh, New York prices come back like crazy and go up 8 or 10% the next year. And now you've spent time out of the market and that money probably sitting in a cash savings account, earning nothing, blah, blah, blah. So you have to look at it to your individualized plan. But I mean, that's one way you can look at it. You can you can assess what's the cost of renting right now versus buying. Yes, that entails two moves. 
you know, switching utilities, changing your address. Some people just want to do that once to be done. But there, you know, there's times when it just makes sense to rent and it's not a bad thing. The other thing I'll throw in is there's this often nostalgic idea of, well, we've got to keep this place because it's the kids' bedrooms. The kids are going to come home. They're going to bring their families. We're going to have little pitter-patter feet running around on Christmas morning and all the rest of this stuff. And even if that comes to fruition, okay, even if that happens, it's what, maybe once a year, if that, maybe, and more than likely what will happen is, and I've seen this many times over, is they want to do their own thing anyways. They want to be at their house. They want you to come visit. They want to start their own traditions, start their own deals, you know, et cetera. And so there's some consternation that happens. Like, oh, well, we kept this house thinking you would all come back. And it's like, well, uh, and, and I deal with that all the time with folks. I'm like, look, I tell, I'm, I'm, I'm typically counseling the, the, the folks who have kept the house, the large house, thinking the kids and the grandkids would come home. And I'm saying, look, put yourself in their shoes. They don't want to be there. They want to be at the beach. They want to be away. You know, they, they want to be doing their own thing, starting their own tradition. Sell it, downsize, take the cash. And I would throw one further and just say, move, bring the cost of living in considerably and set yourself up for a sweet retirement to where you can travel around the country seeing the kids and the grandkids whenever you want. Cindy, great question. Hit us up in a year and let us know. We've been at this now for what, two years? Nobody has given us an update. A hundred. I'm going to start pulling out old episodes and start calling people out and be like, what happened with this? I want to know. We should do that. We should explore that. We should literally do that. Like call them up on the phone. You know, we want to bring you in. You asked us this question a year ago. Boom, Logan, write that down. This is brilliant stuff. You're seeing the evolution of DIY. I seriously think about it because you know what sure. we'll find? You know what people will find out? Is that we give great solid advice. Not personalized advice. Of course not. General education and, and entertainment personalized. most people won't do it. And sure. you'll sit there and go, wait a second, why didn't you do that? That was a great, and they just don't do it. I don't know why, but... Maybe people will surprise us. All right, you've been listening to DIY Money. Hit up the DIY Tribe on Facebook. Check us out on Insta, DIY.money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.